after speaking to so many women of different ages, stages of life, there's a certain amount of insecurity that, you know, many of them convey. And I see that exercise is not only beneficial for the outside, but it's the inside. Welcome to Power Up, our cross-generational, cross-cultural conversation about leadership, power, social justice, and gender. I'm Dana Harvey, coming to you from the Motor City Woman Studios in Detroit. Um, just a few things about what's been going on lately. Um, recently in the news, we have witnessed um, the aftermath of two mass shootings in the last two weeks, and I think it's actually been seven mass shootings in seven days. Some of those are not as widely reported, um, but there's a lot of conversation, again, that's being revived about gun violence and especially how difficult things have been, you know, through the pandemic. So um, as Ann and I would like to say, we know that right now it's tougher to adopt a dog than buy a gun. So that's a real problem, um, something we, we need to talk about. Um, also, sports related, I think this is adjacent to our, our guest today, um, NCAA March Madness is going on, um, and what uh, Ann and I have been talking about have been the disparities, even though the games have been exciting, the disparities in the dramatic difference in the weight rooms. Um, I'm sure everybody has heard about the, the lack of equipment for the women. Uh, the difference in the gift bags, the COVID testing has been an issue, even the food. So I know that the uh, president of, of the NCAA spoke out, but uh, we both believe that it's simply just not enough. So um, we are so you know, pleased to be speaking with our guest today because I think she um, epitomizes and, and, and um, you know, represents what we believe should be you know, women standing strong and being supported in, in what they in what they're doing. So just want to introduce introduce. Um, we are excited that we have as our guest today, an athlete uh, who just won the Mrs. Olympia, the highest ranking female bodybuilder in the world. That is fantastic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So um, Andrea Shaw is here with us, and she likes to say she started her fitness career 25 years ago in the eighth grade in an aerobics class, but she didn't get into powerlifting and learning about the connection between fitness and health until she was in college. Um, so timing is everything, um, but today she is not only a champion, but she's a sought-after personal trainer and an evangelist for women building confidence as well as strength and health through fitness. Welcome, Mrs. Olympia, Andrea Shaw. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dana. I'm very excited uh, to be a part of the, the change that we see finally occurring um, amongst the landscape uh, for our women and girls um, in sports. What we'd like to hear from you is, tell us about the competition itself. How was it judged? Um, what made the difference in your win? The competition uh, this year was actually, well, this last past year, was actually one of the most significant um, movements for female bodybuilders. So uh, six years ago, the Miss Olympia was taken away from the stage, um, and it has been on an, a hiatus uh, since 
2020. It was very baffling to, you know, us to as to why they would take it away, but um, for it to come back and for me to be the reigning uh, Miss Olympia, it, it's definitely a huge honor. It's exciting. I am now the third Miss Olympia from Michigan, so the Motor City has excellent female athletes. It's kind of just an unstated understanding that there's going to be work and we go after that work with joy, with passion, um, and with excitement. And I, I know that I conveyed that on stage. But how did you end up selecting powerlifting? I mean, how did that happen? It, it's not something that we typically, um, you know, look to do. It definitely started with, you know, the body image issues that as a young woman, um, I had to face head on after speaking to so many women. Um, of different ages, stages of life, um, there's a, a certain amount of insecurity that, you know, many of them convey. Um, and I see that exercise is not only beneficial for the outside, but it's the inside. So as, you know, I started to take on different tasks with working out, pulling out exercises from magazines, watching my mom train, because at that time my mom was going back to get her nursing degree. Um, my father had unfortunately passed away, but I had a strong woman who was starting to pave the way for me. And, um, you know, we began to have conversation about, you know, let's make sure that you are not a victim. Do everything you, that you can to, number one, remove any securities that you have and to make sure that you go after things and be unafraid to try. So those things really became directly, um, you know, correlational to, you know, what I was doing in the gym. So, you know, the more confident I got with how I was looking, how I was changing my appearance, um, how I was studying, those things absolutely just started to blossom within me. And it's so... It, it's almost selfish of me, but I like to see this development in all of the women that I work with. Um, if they start off one way, we talk about goals up front, and then you know to see them start to grow in that confidence and and uh, those in those insecurities, totally eradicating them from their life. It's just an awesome thing to see. There were a lot of battles and barriers during the pandemic to get to where oh, you were. Yeah. You know, oh, how yeah. did you how did you take all of that to make it to the stage? I, I decided to, at a certain point, take inventory of what I had. You know, I, I didn't have a whole lot um, to work with, but I had some things that I've accumulated over the years when it comes to um, different pieces of equipment um, that I have at home. Um, and then I started to put myself in the mindset of what else can I do to help the ladies that, you know, were working with me. Um, so every week I was holding a pretty much a female only um, women's body sculpt class. And, you know, I began to think about, okay, if I can add some more meaning to, you know, why I'm going to keep getting up every day outside of just competing, I needed to find a way to do that and to be, you know, impactful to the people who I, I care about. Um, so I started to reach out to the ladies on Facebook. I gathered as many of them as I could. Um, and I just asked them, you know, are you ladies interested in doing you know, the class, even though we have to do it online, which I'm totally like not comfortable with because I like being a little more hands-on. I like being able to be face-to-face, -face, but given the circumstance, you know, I know a lot of my ladies were stuck at home with the kids. Um, you know, people were more than likely eating, overeating. <laughs> so I just began to say, you know what, um, in helping them, I can also help me too, because every workout counts. And I had those low moments 
I can look forward to and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to help my ladies today. I'm going to be impactful. You know, they're waiting on me. They're counting on me. Um, and it, it sure did. It played out so well because I ended up getting in even better shape working out with them. And I got the added benefit of, you know, checking in on everybody, making sure everybody's doing okay and being a source of, you know, comfort and encouragement for them. You talked a while ago about neglecting your fitness during college and gaining weight. So we know there was a defining moment when something clicked and switched for you to get you on this particular path. Tell us about that. One semester I was in uh, one of my favorite classes, uh, exercise physiology. And uh, we went over some material during the class that um, talked more about like the food science behind um, the athlete. And that's when I really got a hold of, okay, it's not just about what I'm doing in the gym, but I really got to make sure that I'm balancing, you know, my eating habits with, you know, the, the effort that I'm putting in at the gym. So um, the, that part really was revelatory because that's the part I think that most women, um, when I am coaching them or training them or consulting with them, um, we, ha we have to kind of start to redevelop that relationship with food um, and because food can be comforting, right? And it's yeah. not that we're going to starve. So we kind of have to start to change the entire perspective of, you know, what it is that we're going to eat and why we're eating certain things and then plan out you know, what I like to call cheat meals or your, your reward meals. Um, so that was really like pivotal because once I started to change those things, my progress, it magnified, I mean, significantly at a very rapid pace. And yeah, it was definitely like a oh, light bulb experience. Um, and yeah, I would say probably by the end of that semester, um, I really took, you know, the, the interim uh, of that break between the uh, winter semester and spring summer. And I mean, I'm, I hit the ground running and I, I got into a, a show um, and that's when I was able to get my feet wet with those first two shows. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, the relationship that we have, especially women uh, with food um, and pairing that with getting with getting physical fit. Sometimes, sometimes our mental um, abilities to make that connection um, can can be a barrier for us. And I just wonder, do you um, how do you manage that with the women that you train? I like to talk very openly about, you know, what are the things that are like your downfalls? What are the things that you really have a hard time saying no to? Um, and those become the things that I use as rewards. Um, so we talk a lot about, you know, going to work to get the paycheck, right? So it's it's like, it's the same concept. We're going to put a certain amount of time into the gym and into eating clean. And then we reward ourselves with, you know, a planned <laughs> meal or snack that you like um, and that way you still feel good about making the progress but you don't feel bad about me taking it away from you because yeah. you still have it we're just saying we're going to delay that gratification for the much bigger goal of getting you to the you know healthier weight or the healthier look that you want um, and that becomes very easier well easy for me to to modify with a lot of my single ladies but for the moms you know I really have to make sure that you know I'm, I'm a little more attentive um, to them when they have the family dynamic changes you know kids are going through sports kids are needing to be taken here sick kids uh, you know, school though, and, and husbands and or, or the lack of, you know, the father yeah. in the home um, can become something that, you know, I try to uh, create a, a check-in system 
for them. And if they, you know, fall off the wagon, you know, I'm there to tell them it's okay. Let's just gather up the pieces. You know, it felt good, didn't it? Yeah. Right. You know, you yeah. got it out and, you know, let's, let's get back to the table and let's get back into, you know, moving it forward because we can't stay here in, in the, in the, in the Valley place. That's we got to right. keep climbing. So for Miss Olympia, Ms. Olympia, what's next for you? My heart is really for the women actually being, you know, the product of a single mom. I, I just saw firsthand what she went through. So that's my number one focus. And, you know, how many more women can I reach and help and be impactful with? Um, and then going after uh, the defending of my titles. Yes, of um, course. And I think your mission in terms of talking to women and encouraging them really align with power of women and the things that um, you know this this podcast stands for what I wanted to get from you so that our listeners can hear you know, a, a defining moment in your life you know something that they might be able to be inspired by and then I also want to ask you what would you say to little girls um, and encourage them to be strong I would definitely encourage the women to to just step out of the fear and the apprehension and, and just seek help, ask questions for, you know, getting the knowledge that you need to really grow in the confidence. And a lot of women just tend to shy away from being um, either in the weight room or in group exercise classes. There's going to be a, a coming to the realization of, you know, you want to change. You, you know that there's something in there that tells you you can do better and you can be better, especially if you're uncomfortable with what you're looking at back in the mirror, because that, that, that became my moment in, in college. I'm, I was looking back at what I saw in the mirror and I was not happy. And so I began to go on that quest. With the young women, I, I would encourage them, don't be pressured into trying to fit in. Sometimes you will not fit in and that's okay. You have to just continue to focus on refining what you bring and don't be, you know, timid. Don't be shy. Mm -hmm. And there's absolutely nothing that you cannot do. All you have to do is at least try. So I want our listeners to be able to continue to find where you are, how to get in touch with you, how to follow you. Um, I would start with my um, Instagram page, which would be, uh, my handle is Ms. Pretty Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. And it's MZ. I, I wanted to have some fun with it, yeah. um, but it's MZ Pretty Muscle. Um, and then we are going to be launching my website um, at the first week of May. Um, and my website address is Andrea Shaw, Ms. Olympia.com. I thank, thank you, you, Andrea Shaw, Ms. Olympia, Ms. Olympia, a champion power lifter and role <laughs> model for women's health and strength. I'm Dana Harvey and all of our women and listeners, let's go power up. Thanks for joining us at Power Up Women. We hope you'll subscribe, share us with your network, and rate us on iTunes and Spotify. It really helps build awareness. And remember, when one woman rises, we all rise. Make sure you reach back and lift others as you climb.